Shirt Show. All right, let's go. Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Shirt Show! Episode 171 of Shirt Show. We're talking with Amber from T-Shirts for Hope in Georgia. Let's go! Fashionably late. You okay? Yeah, it's just busy as fuck, and I had to get out some saps and stuff before I got on this. So I saw you needed help this week. Did you find anyone? Um. Normally we would say like, what's going on? But like too much is going on. Like we're slammed right now. Uh, I had to fire somebody and then, yeah, we need just extra hands. Like I need to hire a couple people and it's, Mm. it's just, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. We always say it's a good problem to have, you know, to be busy and you'd rather be busier than not busy, but there comes a point where is it, how would you what would you say like too busy maybe is that the right i think the problem was is that we were slower for a while and when we let certain Mm -hmm. people go we were like oh well we don't need to hire someone else right now it's fine and then all of a sudden it was like hey fuck face you're busy Mm -hmm. so like we got super busy and then we had an employee that we were having issue with and we decided it would be better to let him go regardless of busyness so we let them go and now we're like, okay, cool. We got this like team that's working out really well. Um, but then we got hit with like a ton of, ton of orders and everybody's like, I need it now. So it's like, yeah, we're just swamped with that. And then Brian who does like art stuff is out of town and that's fine. Like he was all caught up on everything that we would need to do while he was gone. But like, like I said, everybody's ordering and they're like, I need it now. So like <laughs> I'm in there doing the steps, sending them to the eye image. And uh, then I'm also popping out in the shop and like pulling shirts, folding shirts, whatever I got to do. So it's like, it's just a lot right now. Yeah. Well, I hope you get caught up so that it feels better, you know, still busy, but just a better feeling. We are, we are now. Um, we just had a, like four big orders come in that were like, you know, a couple you know, like a thousand piece stuff where that it's stuff like, clogs the system. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, and nothing else can get out because you're just working on those big ones. Yeah. So we've been doing that for a couple of days, a couple of those. And then, uh, yeah, we're good. We're fine. It's just, you know, yeah. it's a good stress, I guess. Yeah. 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 Until like either customers start getting mad because you're missing deadlines or you're not getting enough sleep or you're burnt out. Like there, there comes a point where you're like, okay, wait, we, we just can't do anymore. Yep. I just feel like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong yesterday and uh I had a rough evening I was just like nope don't want to talk about anything just want to sit still watch a movie yeah. I made dinner I was just like I'm just gonna do this go to bed early okay start fresh tomorrow <laughs> I fucking think so I guess I don't know <laughs> I had no choice what'd you make for dinner I saw on Instagram somebody made, you know, you can buy like the Texas toast. That's like Mm -hmm. garlic toast, like already done. You just got to bake it. So you bake that. And then when that's done, you take a spoon and you like mash the top down in on all of them. And then you put like meatballs in them and then sauce and then melt cheese on them, put it back in the oven. Mm -hmm. So it's like a, you know, kind of like a meatball sub garlic toast thing. 
That's pretty good. That you ate with like as a Myself. sandwich or a fork? No, I just like picked the toast up and ate it like it was oh, like okay. fucking yeah. like avocado toast, but with meatballs on it. Okay. Well, it wasn't bad. It wasn't yeah. bad. Reminds me a little bit of Quiznos because, you know, you mm -hmm. remember where you get them. Uh, did they go out of business? Because I don't see how they could have. I feel like Jersey Mike's ate them alive. Really? Is that what happened? I don't know. I see Jersey Mike's everywhere. I don't see Quiznos. Does Jersey does Jersey Mike's heat up their sandwiches? I think they do toasted. I don't know. Didn't they just buy fucking Subway or whatever? Were we talking you about serious? that? Were we talking about that in? Uh, Maybe I thought we were talking about that when we were in Chicago. I mean, I might be wrong. Someone said that, and I was like, "Oh, that's weird." Jersey Mike's buys. I might be wrong. Subway. feel like Jersey Mike's is smaller than Subway location wise, you know, because it, there's more Subways. Oh, Rourke Capital, which I think who owns Jersey Mike's mm -hmm. um, bought Subway for nine point six billion dollars. Why? Just they want to like, be fucking sandwich artists. No, nah, just be Jersey Mike's. Don't be Subway. Subway sucks. Well, Fuck Subway. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. It's a sandwich I, yeah hey i wanted to say that i'm testing which you know already but i'm testing this dampinator mm -hmm. and i want to know what people think like some feedback so if you have a stampinator comment in you on youtube or something like that and let me know what you think of it because you know, does it does it help you does it slow you down if it does slow you down By is it worth much? it yeah, like, but is it just a second in, on the delay and you get like, uh, you know, better quality and it's worth it? I mean, I'm just curious how people are using is this. It. Is this your way to get ammunition to fight Kyle? Um, maybe. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I wasn't that tactical with this question. I was just like, mm -hmm. hey, I wonder what other people's experiences are with the Stampinator. So I know I've talked to a couple and they're like, yeah, we love it, but you know, just curious. I don't know what's going on with your camera. It's fine. Mm -hmm. You look fine. It's just, I think your sweater is like throwing it off. Cause it's like a Heather gray or something, but like your facial hair, mm -hmm. just like, I feel like you could rock a handlebar mustache pretty hard. Like if you shave the sides down, you can't really see the middle because it's a little light colored. But if you just went straight handlebar. <laughs> oh, well, I see kind of what you mean. Yeah. If you just went straight handlebar, you'd fucking be a badass. I, way, think. I think it's because how it's graying. Because this mm. isn't very. I've got grays right in the middle. Like I have the, the anti Hitler stash. Like I got yeah. white in the middle. And it just looks like I have like boogers on my mustache. I'm gray. A lot of gray down here. Oh, mm. yeah it's cool whatever yeah. you know um, did you uh did you have some visitors yesterday yeah i saw a picture what was that all about um i don't know i think they were uh m and r maggie and Lindsay from m and r were down for a different reason not to come see me and they're like i guess i think their car broke down out in front of our shop mm -hmm. is what happened right? right yeah and they they so they were like can we you know, use your phone or whatever. Um, 
And then also Richard Jelly was in town. And so what was he, he in town for? Installs? Um, I think he no, he was um uninstall. Is that what you call it? Mm -hmm. Uninstalling a press mm -hmm. that sold. And so nice. Um, I think for Nikki, yeah. Mm. I got a little FOMO. I saw I saw friends at your shop and I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, well, I mean, I'm trying to be more like you and a few people out there like me. And they're like, oh, Andy's okay. I'm working yeah. on it. We're getting there. You're lovable. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Frank. While I read this, you should be stretching. I know. That's how this works. Ready? Speaking of, I got a new thing for my back. And it I did too. Good. Um, it's ordered and that's not here yet. But look, it all starts with the screen and whether it's new stretches or restretches, Frank and his team do it the best. To find out more, go to graphicscreenfashion.com, F-F-F-F-F. Rank.com. Or? Greatfuckingscreens.com. Yes. Okay. And you should go there because it's a new website. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that last time too. So now. I know. Just reminding. Really? Yeah. Now we're hammering at home. Mm -hmm. um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So I, I ordered an inversion table and... So, you know, you lay down in it. Sorry, oh, is it the thing it like flips you upside down? Yep. Yeah. Dude, I did well, that once and hurt myself so bad. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not hurting myself. I'm going to take it easy. Uh, you know, you can, because there's different angles. You don't have to go completely upside down. You can just go mm -hmm. like this or this. Yeah, but the this. problem was, is I used somebody else's where the, I didn't realize mm -hmm. like, you know, it's like, what is it like fulcrum or whatever, where like yeah, you put yeah. it in a certain spot. Well, they mm -hmm. had it in a spot that was not set up for me. <laughs> and I fucking got in it and flew backwards, like full force. And I like crumbled on myself and smashed my shins and it fucking sucked. Of course that happened to you. you know, of course it the, did. And the thing in the on the version table, but I ordered it. It's a teeter, it's called, is the brand. Makes mm -hmm. sense. And it is on its way, tracked to be here Friday, and it's going to cure my back okay okay yeah, let's just so. leave it leave it right like that it's okay. it's making things absolutely 100 percent perfect nice uh cleaning screens is no fun but easy way makes it more funner their line of eco-friendly chemicals will make reclaiming screens a whole lot easier check them out at easyway.com easy way it's the easiest way baby oh i like that at the end the baby part mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Spiced it. Um, mm -hmm. If you or your art department could use some love, then you need to go to 1-900-HOTSTUFF.COM and get in touch with Nick or Lucas at GraphicSource and let them run your art department so you can focus on running your shop. Shop? Is that what you said? Yeah. Shop? Nick, mm -hmm. Nick threw a Hail Mary for me and mm -hmm. I got uh, some a la carte steps done from them and... It's amazing. So thank you to Nick. Thank you to Graphic Source. They uh, knocked it out of the park for me. They amaze me every day. Mm -hmm. And also he sent me a pic of him at the pool in his bikini bottoms with his... Uh, um, Don't send that to me. With uh, with his um, legs and they're super tan, like good looking legs. I know. That's why I don't had... want you to send it to me because I won't get anything done for the rest of the day. <laughs> I think you could see some feet in there too. So, Don't. and then the best part is, is he had the shirt show hat on top of his package. Nice. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, right now. <laughs> uh, 
choosing the right emulsion for your shop is complicated. And that's why we love Chromaline. Go to chromaline.com to watch Kev's vids or contact him on Instagram at the emulsion guru to get the answers you need fast and efficiently. Mm. Wow. Lots of Kev will and... be here the week of the 25th. Nobody cares. Mm, no, sorry. Never mind. Nobody cares. He's, I guess I'll just go die. He's. <laughs> This is what, do you, like, why is he coming to your shop? He's coming mm. to install a laser. Ah, uh, whatever. He's not. Okay. Fake news. Mm -hmm. Um, well, that's neat. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to take okay. a road trip up to, up to, uh, Tony Fish Tiny. Oh, is that how Tony it is? Fish Tony Tiny. Fish Tiny? Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Look, if you're not using DTF or screen print transfers in your shop, well, you should be. Oh, that's a that's a G version. Yep. Duh. We have partnered with Howard Custom Transfers to get you the transfers you need fast. Check them out at howardct.com. Yes. What do we got today, bud? Mr. Gilligan. Today, we have Amber from T-Shirts for Hope, and she's located in Florida. Do you know the nickname? Nope. You know Florida's she's, nickname? She's in Georgia. It's the same thing. Georgia, Florida, same no. thing. You don't, it's not the same thing. <laughs> I knew she was going to come in hot. <laughs> um, okay, so Georgia, I didn't know that. Why did I think Florida? That, I have an answer for that, but. <laughs> it's just the Southern drawl. It's the Southern draw. Mm -hmm. Y'all, Andy, do you stand up the whole time? I do right now, but I just watched this video on proper sitting and how it can also open up a little bit of space back there for the nerve. And so if you do well, it right, you got to sit right. I am curious now, what's proper sitting? Exactly what you and I aren't doing. <laughs> Probably, yeah. So it's the... Uh, I, I, I'm not a doctor. I can't describe it. I watched the video. It was like for 10 minutes, but I think it's, you know, you have to be sitting forward on your chair, kind of legs out and like a, you know, like spread a little bit, your knees apart anyway. And then, you know, the back in a neutral position. So like straight up posture, but mm. legs open, like you're in a, yeah, like stirrups. Yeah. Yeah, that's why that's why I bought the saddle chair and I fucking hate it because it crushes my balls. What is a saddle chair? It's a stool, but it's like the, the seat on it is like a saddle, like you're like on a horse or whatever. OK, OK. And it's got like the thing in the crotch area. So it makes you spread your legs. Yeah, that's uh, you're supposed to do that a little bit while you're sitting. Yeah, and it sucks to sit in all day. <laughs> Andy, I think his chair is exactly what you're describing. Yeah. Mm, yeah. OK, well. Um, so I'll hi. send you mine. You can have it. Hi, Amber. Hi, Andy. How's it going? Are you talking to me or Andy? It's you. good. <laughs> I don't care what he's doing. Things are great in Georgia. It's 95, humidity's 105. That's gross. That's why I left Georgia. Whatever. I have a hard in hand due date of tomorrow, Friday, and the shirts haven't even got here yet. 500. Mm. So. Cool. So instead of doing that, you're hanging out with us? Yes, I don't have any shirts to print. Mm, okay. I mean, I would be here anyway, but I don't mm. have shirts to print. Does your, does your UPS come same time every day? No. We are out of the county, so seriously, it might be 7.30, 8 p.m. Oh, no. 
it's late. So we schedule pickups, but they still put them on the truck half the time. Mm-hmm. So it's you, very, very unpredictable. Do you have daily pickup? In not unless we schedule it. Oh, so you're and, scheduling it every time. And when they pick up, it's like seven thirty or eight. So if we have air, mm-hmm. it doesn't make it back because our air has to be delivered at seven thirty. I don't remember what it is because I set it up so long ago. But daily pickup is pretty inexpensive to just say I want Monday through Friday pickup at five p.m. or whatever. They won't come at five. It's seven thirty. I know, but I'm saying if you set it up like a business, I think you can more throw some weight around and be like, I would like deliveries at like noon and I would like pick up at five. Maybe maybe it depends. Go ahead, Andy. I was just saying, maybe it depends where she's located, though, because it sounds like it's pretty far or it's a, is it a rural route? Yeah, we're out in the county. Right, but they might move her around in the route to where it's earlier in the day. Could be, yeah, if you pay. Right. I don't remember what it is. It's not much. I think it's like, mm. I don't know. I want to say it's like stupid cheap to just be like. Like weekly, like probably 50 bucks, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's like if we schedule one, it's like 50. Yeah, you mm. should just do every day and then pay the same price. Yeah, Obviously, my budget is not like Dylan's. <laughs> right. Big baller. That 50 bucks combining one of those chairs. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you do then? If you, you obviously that screws you for rush orders, if you're not getting shit till eight o'clock, it's got to be there Friday. So hopefully we get it tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then we asked them to hold our boxes tomorrow. So hopefully we get it tomorrow, and then we'll print it and next day air. Mm-hmm. So luckily it's a contract job, so we're not responsible for the goods. Mm-hmm. So what's things like at the shop right now? I know you're you're a little chaotic with that, but what else is going on? little chaotic um we took some contract work we took some work to help a fellow printer out ad dylan mentors me on some things that he told me do not do this and i did it anyway and it's obviously a good mentor it has bit me in the butt hard but i went and trained a local shop they have brown printers um anyway i thought i would train them and they would be great and they can't figure it out so recently they called and said can you run a big job it's like I don't know, 3,000 pieces. And I'm like, sure, thinking it was one job, 3,000 pieces. It's like 24 jobs Mm. and like ink change every 72. It's horrible. But anyway, so I'm not very good at saying no. So that's speaking of not being very good at saying no. um, Tell us how how you got into printing, Amber, because you have a you started doing something else and then found printing. So tell us about that. I start um, extremely ADD, hated school, did school. Um, I didn't drop out. I just quit going, decided to be a flight attendant, flew through Hurricane Opal. That was not a good experience. Decided to go back to college, uh, went into teaching special ed. So I started teaching. Fun fact, I found a murdered man underneath my trailer my first day of teaching. Okay. You have to dive into that a little bit. You can't just skim over that. Oh gosh. So that's where I got anxiety. Like I was a never anxious person. Um, taught in the projects, the kids, the principal's like, Hey, drunk people sleep under your trailers. So just knock and say, it's time for school. What so do you I mean said, trailers? Like I'm in Georgia. Come on. I think she means like an annexed uh, part of a school. Like it's in a, um, like a, you know, like a mobile home, but it's an office maybe. Is that it? Yes. It's like a trailer. It's like a mobile unit, portable classroom. Yeah. 
So there was just a dude that was homeless sleeping under there and just no, decided to die. He wasn't homeless. It was a it was a bad drug deal, and he got stabbed by the three white horsemen, and they stuffed him under the portable classroom. The bad thing is, I was there the day before when it happened, cleaning, decorating my room. You were the stabber. I was no, but no. So my principal said, "Keep." The dead man, keep the kids away from the dead man. And I did that for my first eight hours of teaching. That's the excitement mm. of my life. It's crazy. So, so then, what did you do then? You were just like, you taught the class and just said avert your eyes or? Like that day or like? Yeah, that day. That day. Okay, so I taught special needs. So I taught kids with emotional behavior disorders. So pretty much kids that were like in detention centers on weekends and then they'd come to school. So I had to teach them out of the cafeteria in the library. It was horrible. And I was 22, young Dang. and dumb. So so you were a young flight attendant then? I was a young flight attendant. Why did you stop doing that? I feel like people who do that really like the travel. I'm so glad you're listening to me. We flew through Hurricane Opal. Like a, yeah, I heard that. But you were just like, I'm done with this? Yes. My parents, I called my parents to come get me. I think we landed in Birmingham and they said, absolutely not, unless you go back to school. And I couldn't find a ride home. So I was like, fine. So I used to be really good at softball. So I got a softball scholarship. I played at Georgia Southern, didn't really study much. So I came home and then I got a scholarship at our local college. So it paid for my school. And during that time, I legit sold mobile homes, trailers for my dad's business while I finished up school. So not trailer trash. I just sold them. <laughs> so you went to school, decided to teach, and then another horrible thing happened to you and you were just like, I don't want to do this anymore and decided to what? So flight attendant to finishing college to, during that time, I got put on ADD medicine at 20, 20. So I went from barely passing and making really dumb decisions to finishing my bachelor's and my master's. I did my master's in a year, which is not normal. Like all of a sudden things clicked. Um, so then I taught for eight years, trying to think what the other bad thing is we're talking about. And then I went to pharmaceutical sales. And then I had a very abusive boss um, who got sued for not sexual harassment for me so much, but by eight women, um, verbal, emotional, sexual assault, not assault, like abuse type thing. So he got sued and I had to take, we got paid to take an extended leave from work. And I took a non-compete, um, pretty nice paying package. But with that came a lot of depression and anxiety. And that is why I got into printing, to get out of bed, to find a hobby. Something to do. Is that the bad thing you're asking me about? I'm trying to go. No, no, you're good. That's well, that's where we need to be now is where you started printing. Okay, So, so started why, printing. why printing though? Why did you decide that was the thing to do? So I've always been creative, have been doing shirts forever. Started out with like the wood stamps, the little arts and crafts fair. Um, just to clarify things, I am not a crafter. I'm just creative. Uh, so started with that. And then with my special ed kids, we would have shirts printed and we would paint them and we would do um, like the thick white plastisol and we would do math problems on their shirts with dry erase markers. So it just kind of started with things like that. Um, Kids learn how to write their names. I do the tags that say, hello, my name is, and they would practice writing their names. And that was just kind of a cool thing for them to do. 
And then I realized it was a really good side hustle. Then like eight years later, we did a lot of mission trips and I realized, you know, I'm paying 10 bucks for a t-shirt. Where's the $8 going? I want to send that to the missions and help orphans not become prostitutes. And then I had the rough situation with my boss. That's, that's what I wanted to do. So I picked it up as a something to help me get out of bed, but a way to have a side hustle. Um, I raised homeless kids for about eight years. We had four boys we raised. Um, when you say raised, um, you mean they you like adopted or fostered them? them? Lifted them up. I'm just kidding. Um, we didn't get any. We didn't get any financial assistance at all. No government funding. It was we would take them like eighth, ninth grade. Totally, they just ended up in our laps um, and needed help. And it started out with just helping with like back to school supplies and prom fees. And then mm-hmm. I realized like some of the kids. Dante's one of the boys that we had was homeless. He couldn't get a license or anything because his mom wouldn't sign off on anything. She wouldn't give him his birth certificate. So I got involved with like the homeless network and learned all about food stamps and bus passes. And so we had um, Jeffrey live with us for like two years straight, ninth, 10th grade. And then he dropped out and he has a job. Um, Jaquan now is getting his master's degree in college. So he lived with us off and on. He lived in a very unsafe atmosphere. Mom, a lot of drugs coming in and out of the house. So they would live with us when needed. We um we did Dollar Tree drug test. So they had to be not high when they stayed with us because they shared a room with my youngest. Um, and then one of my children that just made dumb decisions took, he was in military college at North Georgia and took a picture of his instructor's butt and put it on Snapchat. And it was like a way up general in the army. So the guy pressed charges and it counts as a sex crime. Hmm. We went through like two years of court on that and got him back into school. And then he plagiarized and got kicked out. And now I think he's cooking hot wings downtown Atlanta. So he got, a lot. he got involved with some gang activity. So we just had to cut it Break off. Ties, yeah. So yeah. the t-shirts for hope your, you have this shop that prints t-shirts for fundraisers. I'm trying to think the connection or for, you know what I mean? Because you said $10 t-shirt for a mission and where's the $8 going. And so is the t-shirt for hope a nonprofit or is it for profit? What is it? Okay. So we're not a nonprofit because it was way too much paperwork Mm. and way too many people to tell me what to do in all honesty. Um, We looked into it and then we had to have a board and I I don't want to ask people where I want to give. I just want to give however it pops up. Um, so we didn't do a nonprofit. And then once we got the name, I couldn't come up with anything else. We have a origami bird as my logo, I guess. Mm. Um, my grandmother had an aneurysm and was supposed to die. And in the Japanese tradition, you fold a thousand paper cranes for hope. And she lived. And that's just kind of how we went with hope. So it, the big thing with the hope is that it got me out of bed just to realize that life goes on. Give you some purpose. Yep. And that's all I needed was just a little bit. And so now I'm not good at making money at all. I'm reminded. Um, but well, what just, did you, what did you guys start with? You just did you just go out and buy a manual and the dryer and? Okay, so my dad drove me to Atlanta. I was going to buy M and R manual, um, like with the paperwork in hand and the check in hand, and the kind guys there totally blew me off. Like would not pay me attention at all. There are some MR guys I like now, 
now that I've been doing this for a while, but the ones I met in Atlanta totally ignored me. So I walked over to Rock, um, which is not like me at all. Like I wanted the guy in the khaki pants with the button up shirt that looked just like my dad. Um, so totally spoke through me. But I went over to Rock and saw that. And I'm like, that's not me. Like fluorescent green, loud music. I think Ryan was playing a guitar at that time. <laughs> um, it was just not me. Like just no. I mean, it wasn't Georgia at all. So I went back to m and and the guy was talking to me. My dad's like, you know, it's her pocketbook. I'm just the driver. And the guy just continued to talk past me. And I'm like, okay, dad, let's try it one more time. Just me. And I went over there and the guy goes, can you hold on for a minute? And he left and went and got something to drink. Just left me. And I'm like, that's it. So anyway, whenever to rock, went to by the manual, we're looking at it. Brian Richards asked how old it was. And I think I was, I must've been 40 at that time. And he asked how many shirts and I was like, usually like 500 a week. And he said, I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but like, that's a lot of shirts to do manually. So pretty much I'm like, great, I'm out of shape. And so my dad heard that. My dad's like, let's look at the auto. And I'm like, no, I just, I want a hobby. Like, I just want to get out of bed until I go back and find a job where I'm making lots of money. Yeah. Anyway, I left with the auto. And then <laughs> my auto got stuck during a storm. So I bought a manual Riley Hopkins. So I started with an auto. I bought an auto, but I started with, manual for like three months and I didn't know how to print I hired somebody to come in had no clue and then I just learned so you you went in for a manual bought an auto but then ended up with a manual anyway because the auto wasn't ready or got lost or stuck or whatever it was it got stuck at sea from Portugal so during that time you hired someone to print for you when did you get in there because you do it all now I was in there the whole time. I just had no, I mean, I had no experience. Screaming. So you just, you just shadowed the person you hired to come in. For a week. And then he came in like one or two nights a week from like nine till midnight. And then I just watched a whole lot of YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And I tried a lot of things and failed at a lot of things and asked a lot of questions. I think that's a great way, though. I mean, just get your reps in and, you know, set up a job, print it, whatever goes wrong, problem solve. And so I was yesterday, my mother came over because uh, I had to print out a shipping label for her. And so she gets there and and she, uh, well, before she got there, I said, hey, mom, can you forward me that email? You know, and then I'll, I'll already have printed it out and everything. And she goes, I don't know how I can't, you know, just wait till I get there. So she gets to my house. And, um, I start, I'm like, Hey, I just, I'm going to show you how to forward an email instead of reply or whatever. I'm just going to show you. She goes, but I'm going to forget. And I said, well, here's the thing. Like, there's only a few options. It's just a problem solving thing. And so you're going to be fine. Like, and you can always go back. And so get in, get in there. And there's there's these few options. One of them's reply. One of them's reply all. One of them says forward and just hit that. You know what I mean? So we just walk through the steps. And so even if she forgets, I said, just, just do it anyway. Just hit some of the buttons and then back out. So my, <laughs> you my sending point, out random emails to people. <laughs> um, but my, my, I guess the reason why that connected, you know, with printing and everything is that you just have to, I think sometimes it's better, you know, just to have, just to be on your own sort of and winging it and figuring it out and problem solving and, you know, learning like that. Then all of a sudden, almost even on a manual too, before an auto, because you know so much, you know, by the time you're through it. So maybe maybe it was a good thing. Yeah, I think not having anybody there to help me 
is why I learned so quickly. Because usually, you know, like when you get stuck, like with your mom, she had mm-hmm. you to help her do it. I had nobody. I sat on that floor and cried all the time. Like <laughs> I joke about it, but legit, I just sit there and cry. I, I think the truth that. is, so yeah, I was going to say we all do that. <laughs> I mean, people are like, how are you? I'm like, great. I mean, better than yesterday, but. Yeah, that's all we can say. So you got the manual, you get the auto in finally. And then did you get training on that? No. Uh, at that time, Rock was being sold through Rynet. So the guy came up, just set it up. I think we got maybe 30 minutes. Pretty much he like showed you start, stop. Maybe I mean, that was about it. How to put a squeegee on. I mean, I didn't know how to put a squeegee on a flood bar. Clearly, I still have problems with angle and pressure off contact. But um, none of that. So it was literally, I think the first month, I probably left it in like loose or whatever, where I walked around them manually all the colors and the flash i wouldn't say the first month maybe the first week or two um and there weren't videos really back then with rock so it was a lot of just figuring it out and i'm good with computers for the most part so it was the control panel worked pretty the other thing with you is the the shop is on your property right it is so that's convenient from house so what is it is it like a barn that you converted into the shop or what is it it's a trailer. I'm just kidding. I knew she was going to say. Okay. <laughs> it is the same trailer. Same, yeah. It's a double wide trailer. We put two together. No, it's a, um, it's actually a double boat barn. It used to be where my dad had his pontoon boat and like a speed boat. And um, so I would get out of bed. He turned it into like, it was just kind of like, it was going to be for my manual. And then he was going to keep his car in there. And then I mean, we bought a, big press and now it's a full-blown print shop mm-hmm. so it's awesome i mean i get up and walk to work and come home when i want to right so here you are a woman deciding to start a screen printing shop in a barn converted and you dove right into auto how i know you you're a creative and you want to make shirts and all this other stuff how did it go from being a hobby to get out of bed to, Hey, I have a business now. I bought an auto and I had to make payments. I mean, like that's legit it. I mean, I got the auto with the dryer, with the compressor, you know, the whole, however, hundred thousand dollars I spent. So the stress and pressure of having to make a payment forces you to make sales. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) There was no option. Like I had to pay the bill. So, Mm -hmm. and then once I started going, I mean, I loved it and just, you know, getting to meet people and just getting good at printing was, I guess that was the best feeling when I like legit printed back then when I was printing on vellum, which I'm still printing on film. Don't hate. Um, but just to see it, you know, start it and then print the project and then see the kids and especially the mission trip kids just that made it worth it. So I think for you, it's pretty fulfilling to get into this industry then because you got into it, but you also got involved industry wise. Like yeah. I see you all the time. You go to shows, you're involved with rock and you're also involved with, uh, what's the other thing you're doing? Print United. No, I am print United. That's the perilous. Um, Unite together. Unite together. Yeah. yeah. So with all of that, I mean, 
we can talk about business and printing and what we do that all the time. But with you, it's kind of more the community. Like you're, are you finding that this is where you want to be? Like you feel uh-huh. like you have a purpose now and it's not something that's just a job to job kind of thing. It's more passion now. Yes. I have fantastic on. Sorry. Um, yeah, I love people. And I think that's been the coolest thing about this industry is that everybody is so different. Um, I think too, because there, there's not tons of women in the industry or printers and shop owners, like Mm -hmm. doing all of it. I love that part. Um, I I think guys, like some of y'all are not, I'm not gonna say y'all, but there are guys that are in competition and they don't welcome people in and they don't share ideas, which is the exact opposite of the shirt show community. But I just feel like I've been welcomed everywhere. Any shop I've asked to go to besides in our hometown, I'm welcomed in. And, you know, when I call and ask, I'm screwed help. People help. Um, So I hope that I'm bringing community more together. Right. Letting everybody see that we're there's plenty of printing out there. Um, But people are my passion for sure. What's the what's the ultimate goal for Teachers for Hope? Once you get it all figured out and you're you're moving along, what's the goal? Is it that you want to focus on missions and fundraisers and stuff like that? Or do you just want to print shirts and help where you can? I want to give people hope. I know that kind of sounds generic, but Andy, that kind of goes with the t-shirt for hope. Like whatever it is, like um, just, you know, if whatever it be, like we print shirts for people whose kids are going through cancer or people who lost a child or, um, you know, Hawaii, what they're going through, those types of things. I just, I want to provide hope, but I want to give people hope. Just even if it's reposting, like y'all did something with the shirt show for the hurricanes, I think in, was it in Florida? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I donate to everything and it may only be 10 bucks, but to be able to reshare it and you know, thousands of people see it, I just want to give people hope and, you know, t-shirts gives me the opportunity to give people financial support in addition to that. But, um, a big thing too, is like with my ADHD, I think if you look on social media, people make it seem like it's like this plague or something that's so horrible. I want to be able to give people with ADHD hope that like life can be great if you look at it in the right way. So as for business plan, I don't know, I need to pay my bills every day daily bread. And that's about it. Like, I don't have a grant. I don't have like, I want to make this amount of money. I want to make enough money not to stress about bills. Yeah. What's the biggest bottleneck right now? Um, me not saying no, I'm just kidding. That's a big part of it. Is I say yes. to Don't say just kidding. Cause that's our biggest thing that we talk about is that you say yes to everything I and then you get screwed. It gets screwed. Dylan, Andy, Dylan tells me, Dylan, what are the words? Stop taking those side twisted. There's a couple F bombs in there. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always take those jobs that suck. They suck. Like the artwork's <laughs> ready in the file. And then I get it and it's like a PowerPoint image. Um, I think I'm my biggest bottleneck. I say yes to jobs that suck and it ties me up where I can't make the job, take the jobs that are rush jobs and make me money. So I just took a job making for a hotel. It's a hundred shirts and it's a $10 profit per shirt. White ink only on the front. And if I right. wasn't think about money, how much money you made on that job. 
and how quick you can get it out the door and then how much time you're wasting putting together and messing around with all these orders that are contract that they want pennies. And I think we all, we all take jobs from time to time that we regret, you know? And so um, saying no is way easier for me now, especially when we're busy. I mean, it's really easy. Um, if we're slow, when you're slow, yeah, it's tougher, you know, because you want to keep, you want to keep people busy, but I mean, um, still anymore, it's just, um, it's way easier for me. I noticed the, uh, so one thing is how do you guys handle sponsorship requests? Like both of you, Amber and Dylan, we got, you know, because a lot of times we get an email or even a phone call or somebody comes in and they say, Hey, can you donate some shirts for my thing? And we, we have, um, we might've talked about this before, but one just mm -hmm. happened yesterday and it actually happened on Monday and we emailed our standard uh, reply. We have like a signature that we send and it's like, yeah, so our, our program is, is that, yeah, we love to help the community and how we do this is we have, uh, we just sponsor a free back. So you get a one color back for free. So, you know, you buy the shirts and you buy the front, but we're doing the back at no charge. A lot of times we're sponsors on the back and things like that. And we sent that to to her and then she replied and said, oh, no, we're looking for, you know, a full donation. And they wanted to, you know, 250 shirts. I don't know any shop in America that's going to just donate 250 shirts. Maybe they would under certain circumstances, like if it's a top 10 customer or something and they have something going on and you're like, yeah, I'll take care of you on this. But just for a random, you know, a stranger calling looking for 250 shirts, you have to have some program I think in place because you want to help the community. It feels good. It's rewarding. Like you said, you're doing it for maybe an Alzheimer's walk or whatever it is. Um, but you can't help if you donate just the shirts and everything, then maybe you can do that to one person for the whole year. But if you do a free back, well, then it sort of works out and we can do it. Whoever asks, we'll offer that free back. Um, so what do you guys, how do you guys handle that? Andy, your free back, does that include like, if you're going to print their back, do you have to be listed as a sponsor? Uh, we like logo inclusion. Sure. I mean, okay. they don't ever have a problem with that. If we say, hey, you have 10 logos and then we're going to be one of them. They're, they usually even offer that up. But yes, that's one way to do it. Dylan, you going first? Um, I generally say no, to be honest. Um, we have a couple where, like you said, someone will call and say, hey, we want like the whole thing for free you know, whatever, are you willing to sponsor? That's always a, like a guaranteed no, but we did have one a little while ago that was for a customer that that we work with a lot. And they were like, hey, are you willing to sponsor this? Whatever, it wasn't that many. I think it was like 50 shirts or something, um, but it was for like a side project that they were working on. It wasn't like for them specifically. And yeah, I just, I, I, I printed the whole thing. I donated the shirts, the printing, everything. I was just like, yep, see ya, whatever, 50 shirts because for them, I was thinking of Andy when I when I did it. And I was like, you know, I just want to make them happy. Yeah. Um, but generally, I say no. Like people are like, if they want to take money off, whatever. I'm just like, no, I, I'm not I'm not interested. Um, I just I just don't want to because I feel like it's too much anymore. Like it's too. I don't want to say cry wolf, but it's like everybody's just looking to get the best deal. Yeah, it's but not like it's a genuine. Like, I, think I need you, this thing. It's always just like, give me money. 
Um, I don't know. Well, then that's an easy no. But if it's for a cause, you know, like, so we limit it. The free back only works for causes. It's not because you are starting, I don't know, it's, it can't be any of the things like you said, it has to be a legitimate reason. It has to be for a good cause. And if it's for a good cause, then yeah, then maybe you can work something out. I think, you know, I think that would I be just good. Think, I just think when it happens to me, it's like the local fucking, I don't know, like the field hockey team or something like, okay. would you donate for our whatever print shirts for our thing to help fundraise, whatever. And then they always order shirts from like yep. the next That's city good. over. They never order the shirts from me. They get them from somewhere else. And it's like, no, fuck you. I'm not donating like $200 to your cause. And then you go get shirts printed somewhere else. Like that's the dumbest thing ever. Amber, do you have any better stories on how you you do this? I'm just a dick. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I am not. Um, we do a lot of, so as for like, on a side note, discounts. I learned really quick, don't give a discount on a first order. So I always tell people like, here's your price on your second order, I'll give you a discount. Because I would see so many people jump printers. Um, we will print, like if people provide shirts, I'll print them for free. But as for apparel, like I can't afford it. Um, but I, I'm really good at working with people, especially like nonprofits and stuff, or people, we do a lot with like the Children's Miracle Network. And people will come and say like, hey, can you print this? And I'm like, let me see your sponsors. Why don't you go to them and ask if they'll give this amount of money towards T-shirts and then we'll print them for free. And then in addition to that, we'll make a donation. So I feel like with my customers, I help teach them to get more sponsorships, whether it's T-shirts being donated or whatever, um, than just giving. I don't have the money to just give. I mean, if I did, I probably would, but. I think in your scenario, you're in that world more than me and Andy are because you're in the whole, like your bread and butter customer is the people that are constantly looking for sponsors and help for donations and causes and all this other stuff. So it might be a good idea to have some kind of business plan as to this is how you go about getting donations to get your shirt order. You know what I mean? Like if you had a program like, hey, we want to be this provider of shirts for you to do this this is like a step-by-step -step way to get shirts made for through donations hmm. i know that like crowd fundraiser crowdfund or something it's kind of like custom ink they do that but i mean they mark the prices up so much that's one of the things like you're paying 25 dollars for a t-shirt and you're making 10 and i'm like charge 15 and you're still making 10 locally um i should look into that though I just like, think that if you did that to where it's like, okay, yeah, you're spending, you know, it's $30 a shirt or whatever it is. Like the whole reason is because it's for a cause. It's not like you should buy a cheap shirt, pay a cheap price. You're buying the shirt for an inflated cost because the inflated cost is going to the, the cost. Mm -hmm. So if you were just like, Hey, I know I want to make 10 bucks a tee regardless. Like you're, you're limited to two to three color prints or something. You want to make 10 bucks a tee then the other 20 bucks or whatever goes to the cause, then it's a win-win. You're printing shirts for 10 bucks and they're getting their, you know, 15, 20 bucks and it's a win all around. You just need to have that platform together to where it can happen. Like you're I'm saying sorry, that would be, go ahead, that, I'm sorry. That would be her niche is that, you know, yeah. because of her name, T-shirts for hope, if you had a program in place where um, people could fundraise really easily and you can mm -hmm. kind of show them how guide them a little bit, you're saying? Yeah. Like make the whole plan. The problem is you, if you don't have a plan and you don't have like PDFs or like a website for it or whatever, 
it's just like you're just talking to people and they don't know it exists and whatever. But if your fucking focus and plan is this is what we do, this is how we charge, hmm. these are our rules, then it's more legit to be like, okay, I'll do that. Because usually they don't have to put anything up, up front. You know, it's just a pre-sale, whatever. And then you just make your money and you don't have to take on these jobs that suck. We just started doing online stores, which has been a major moneymaker for us um, because we simplify mostly for coaches, which it's a lot of transfers, which I don't like. But um, that'd be cool to do it. Set it up that way for nonprofits. Yeah. But the thing is, is we've talked about this before on the phone is you're not set up for that, though. But that's the problem is that all these things that you say yes to, it's not something you're set up for. I don't want to do. I mean, we have three air heat presses and then we've got the stalls hat press and then another stalls press. And then I've got the Stampinator on my press. I just don't like doing transfers. I understand. I'm just saying that like, I have to come to terms with sometimes too. Like there's this market that we could make money on or somebody comes to us and they're like, whatever. So for me, I'm going to say schools and it's always like the committees and there's all these names and all this other stuff, not just like a bulk print order, but just like all this random shit that goes in an order, like names and numbers and like all this other stuff. Like I can do it technically. Like I have the equipment. I could cut the vinyl. I could order the transfers. I could do this. I could print the fronts. I could deal with the committee, all this other stuff, but I don't want to, I'm not set up for it. My production every day is set up to print like bulk amounts of t-shirts. It's okay, not set up to have somebody. That. Right. But it's not set up for one person. Like, say I have someone in the office. It's like, oh, I know how to handle this. And I'm going to on this day, I'm going to order the transfers for the names and numbers. And I'm going to go out and have someone press this. And I'm going to contact the school for this. And it's just like, I'm not I don't have that flow to do that every day. So that's where I say to you, like, yeah, I could do that order. But realistically, what it's going to do is just gum up my whole day because I could be printing a bunch of other shirts. But instead, I'm farting around plant, trying to get this order organized that we're not set up for. So that's what I'm saying is you could take an order and you're like, I need an order. You get it. And you spend two days on it. Just doing the logistics. Five days, five days. doing the logistics. Nice. I'm too nice on emails too. And then I give my cell number and then they text and I love my customers. I do, but it, it's a lot. I mean, I'll get texts at 11 PM and it's like, I'm not good with my boundaries. But wouldn't you rather say, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take this order for this fundraiser. Yep, and done. Um, the 10th day, here's the order, print it, send it out. You made X thousands of dollars on an order. Yes, that would be great. Goal, ideally, would be for the fundraising, yes, to be able to help people. But to have one contact person that says, or through a system, here's your shirt, here's the breakdown. Right. I print. That's where I do great. Give me a UPS box. I will print thousands of shirts. I will box them right back up, label them, ship them out. Right. I'm quick. Well, me and Andy have talked about this a bunch of times before, but if you came in with rules, like I said, if you were like, we can do this thing, it's just these four shirts to choose from or two shirts, three shirts, whatever you want to do. And it can be up to a four color print and, you know, the, like just lay out the good, better, best options. Don't do be like, order? pick from a catalog and then we'll do 35 items and we'll do this. It's like, no, like, Wearing this out. is what we're doing. Would you do it online though? Or would you have point of contact do the ordering? Because like through PTO, we do like we do for, we do a lot with the military bases. But like with the schools right now, they're doing online stores and we bag them, but we give them to PTO. So we're not doing individual shipping. That takes way too much time for me. 
by doing yeah. it. I think I think that's fine. I think you could do both though. Like if you set up a not necessarily a fulfillment center, but like if you set up a section to where you could just bag and ship directly to the people who ordered, or you can do that's what we do is like if it's yeah, a fundraiser we, store. How many we are there in your shop? No, I'm just saying it doesn't it doesn't take a whole lot to do just that. It's not like you're warehousing anything. You print say a hundred shirts and 20 of them are for pickup and then 80 of them are getting shipped individually to a customer. That's just, you know, going on whatever platform you're using Shopify or whatever and printing the label with a packing slip and you just put it in a mailer and send it out. We did one. We've done a couple that have worked out really right. Right now we're working with the FCA and the Dominican Republic. And so people are ordering hats and shirts and we're only shipping within the U.S., but it's not like mass volume. And those are tedious things I don't love. I'd rather have like an end date. Do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not good with the follow up. What software are you using for your stores? Um, right now we use Chipley for the most part because I got a really good discount on it. Um, and it's great for schools because I can just load up like the whole color scheme or whatever. And then... Um, I guess Chipley's pretty much what I'm using. Like I did GoDaddy to begin with. And then I think I'm going to start doing some stuff on Etsy. Like I say, I wasn't going to, but like my designs and stuff, people pay a lot of money for that stuff. I mean, just the simple like military designs that I do. I mean, they'll download them for 15 bucks. So I think I'm going to start. I'm thinking I'm going to have to ask some people who are going to tell me it's a horrible idea before I do that. Mm-hmm. So Chipley's been our stores, but I wanted to do a Shopify because I want to be able to sell like to military and stuff. I have a son that's in the military and they always want shirts and they're always sold out all the places because they're waiting on a third party person to do their shirts. So I'm like, I can do them and ship them like next day or whatever. Um, and we really focus on water base and discharge. That's probably one of our stronger things because there's so many and not that I'm at a disadvantage being a female. With that being said, people go to the mail printers first until they find us and then they come back. But water Bay, especially discharge has been huge for us. Cause there's is some, that, is that because you're offering something they're not used to? Yeah. Well, and I think too, a lot of the women now, the, like the cricket women, I make fun of that, but that's how I started. Um, people want the no hand fill. And in the South, there's a lot of thick white ink. Everything's the one tens, not hybrid mesh, not killer white, will flex. It's the cheap, thick. Can you tell that I pay attention to y'all? Mm -hmm. um, it's the thick white, you know, 110 flash three times. So mm -hmm. when we're able to offer a super fine print, even if we do do plastisol on, you know, like a 200, 230 or whatever and hit it twice, thin ink, thin prints is something. And it lasts. That's a big thing. A lot of people are used to the vinyl cut here and it washes off. We get that all the time. Is it going to wash off or... We'd like something that doesn't wash off as quick or peel off as quick. So we just kind of promote that. And with discharge, I know it's not washing out. I just feel like if you, I don't know, I don't want to, I feel like I'm telling you how to run your business. And I don't like it. Um, I don't know. I just feel like if you can market that, like put it in a package. Of which, which part? That's the problem is I have all these ideas and I can't. And I don't have a team to help me do it. It's kind of my idea. And then I ask other people. What do you think, Andy? I think you were going down 
the be super niche and you know have these fundraising stores is that what you were talking about yeah <laughs> i just yeah. feel like i'm a simpler person like i, I know i know but i feel like there's so many business owners and this is totally fine by the way like this is just my opinion but like i feel like there's so many business owners that are just like i have this idea to make money i have this thing to make money i have this idea to save money i have this whatever and it's like just do what you want to do. Find a way to do what you want to do and focus on that thing and let that thing make you money. Like there's always like, oh, well, I could do this and I could take this order and I could also sell on Etsy. I could do this thing. I could do this to make a couple of bucks. And it's like, but then you end up spreading yourself thin on all of them and you're stressed out and you're trying to figure it out. But if you were like, hey, I just want to like buckle down and do like this one thing. I would like to do direct to customer direct to customer business. I love right, it. Again, with doing that, it's like, who's your customer? I have no idea. What's that mean direct to customer? Do you mean like with your own designs and sell them on Etsy and- She means no. not contract work. No, like like contract work, but dealing directly with a customer type yeah. thing. Like I'm printing for, we're printing for Hilton next week. And it's, it's a big order, um, just like that. I mean, and I'm making, that's the job I'm making, I don't know, six, $7 mm -hmm. off of on a guild and soft style, that's the kind of business. I hate being third party because I'm doing all the work. Goods are coming to me. We're sorting them. We're printing them. We're shipping them, blind shipping them. And I'm making, I don't know, $2 a shirt where I could be making six. What I want to talk about this a little bit because you are a woman in the industry, woman owned shop doing most of this stuff by yourself. How are you feeling now with, the, it seems to me like there's a lot of things stirring in the industry to where it's more empowering. Do you feel better now? Cause I know your original experience was I wasn't seen. Nobody took me seriously. And now I feel like it's the opposite of that, where I feel like a lot of people are taking you seriously and you're showing off things in your shop and people are wanting talking about wanting to i mean you do that you make a lot of videos and you make a lot of things on this is what i'm using uh, this is the press i'm using these are the inks i'm using like people are looking up to you in a sense of i would like that too like are you feeling that you have a lot more say and power in things and more equal and you're a strong badass or what well now i do that you just said all that thank you um i mean i think it's cool i think I definitely think I was not heard when I went to buy that press thousand percent positive. And that was like, um, I think it was very empowering, um, that happened. So, I mean, there's some great groups, but I think the fact that, I don't know. I mean, I love the rock community. They just took me in Ryan being so ADD. It just kind of clicked. I mean, I know that I called him and would cry over white ink cause I freaking hate it. And that's kind of how I got into water base. Um, but I think the videos was a big part. Like I would post like, this is what's not going right. Or this is what's horrible. And then people started to reach out like, Hey, we're having this issue too. And it, I think one of the really cool things is when I would have, when I have like successful, I mean, Dylan calls me all the time, Andy, just like crying. Cause he can't figure it out. <laughs> but when I have people like call and ask me like, Amber, how do you do this? Because they're not on the press. Um, cause they're in the shop doing the admin stuff but when they call me and ask me like you know what's your portion that you're doing with your inks or the chemistry and stuff i think that's more empowering 
right. than any of it. I mean, because I don't do it to like, I do like rock lets me travel with them. One, because I can't afford it. Two, I'm so excited about this industry. Um, and it was a great mom job. I mean, my kids are out of the house now, but like, I want other women to realize like, it's good money. Um, and it's great hours. And, you know, because I mean, when do you ever hear about a guy doing cricket or crack? I wouldn't say it's great hours. It's flexible hours, flexible hours. And when you live on your property, it's really flexible hours. And we, and it's me. I mean, my husband's in here now, but before it was me. So, I mean, legit, I would go work Sunday. I worked two hours before church. I mean, not ideal, but there's definitely a lot of flexibility. Friday night, Saturday nights when I didn't go to football games. Friday night lights was that red, yellow, and green one blinking on top of my machine. So I mean, I, That's awesome. I love it. I just, but I do want other women. So you never hear of guys being crafters, like, you know, guys in reference will say like, you know, she's a crafter or a do it yourself woman. Like you never hear that about guys. And there's so many guys that are still doing like the transfers and stuff. And I guess I kind of want, I'm not like the feminist thing at all. Like I love being a woman in the industry. I think I'm, I'm not going to say respected. I think I am welcomed. Um, but I just want women to like realize that there's so much more that we can do. But I'm definitely not that feminist one. I mean, I, I think being a woman in this industry is great. I mean, guys clearly have been so supportive of me. So yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know, I'm just happy to see that some recognitions coming around with a lot of that stuff. But um, I mean, there's, I don't ever think about it though. That's the thing. Like, I don't want to get into this too much because I'm going to end up saying something to fucking cancel me or something, but. Well, I'm not going to cancel you because you know that. I'm just saying that like, there's a lot of like men and women in the industry that I, all, I mean, I see everyone as equals, but there's a lot of really badass women printers. Like I, I would never be like, oh, she does this because of whatever. I'm just saying that I feel like, I'm glad you're out of that shell is all I'm saying. I'm yeah. glad that you feel like you're empowered. You have your own place. You're fucking printing auto. You're growing your business. You're doing all this stuff. And it's your thing now. Like before, I feel like you were wandering where you were like, you know, yeah. I'm a flight attendant and I'm a teacher and I'm this and I'm this. And now you're like, now this I'm is my home. home. I'm I'm a printer. Yeah. Andy, something really cool is Dylan. I met three years ago, maybe. When was COVID? It, we met at Print Hustlers in Chicago, I don't know, four o'clock in the morning on the way to the airport. And I'm like, can I ride with you? Because I didn't want to ride by myself. And that's kind of one of the things of being a woman in this industry. Like we're by ourselves. Who wants to travel by themselves? I said, no, get away from me. He said, absolutely. <laughs> um, and so I don't, I don't even know what the conversation was. I think I talked a lot. And then I just said something about like, I really want to do water based. And Dylan was like, couple f-bombs amber was amber was being amber which is a good thing i'm just saying i'm just saying it's fucking four in the morning and i'm just like <laughs> trying to get an uber to the airport and amber's like what lighting do you have in your shop what inks are you using what is this and i'm just like jesus christ like please just like <laughs> and here we are but he said i said what about water base and he probably said it so i would shut up but he's like stick to water base um and that's how our friendship started. And then mm -hmm. lighting. And now we have the same lighting and I use the water base because I wanted to go with something, somebody that I could call and ask. And Andy, I don't know if you know your shop. I don't know. Seven years ago, I sent a message to you about dryer settings. And I don't, right. know, who, I don't know who replied, but they answered like five or six questions. And I'm like, 
this moment in the industry is easy. All you got to do is mm-hmm. ask. And I think that's a big part of some people that complain about it. They don't ask. Like I asked Ross if I could go with them to Long Beach, if I could go to Print Hustlers. And um, so, I mean, when you ask, and I feel like if you give back and you're promoting and saying good things that people say yes, I think sometimes you just have to ask. Yeah. Happy to help. And I'm good at asking a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you want to ask us or anything you want to touch on that we didn't get to? Um, I appreciate everything that y'all do. I mean, not to sound cliche or anything. I will say at Print Hustlers in Texas, when y'all had your stage presentation, um, I think the coolest thing is when y'all started the Discord, just to welcome everybody in. And you welcomed everybody in. I think that was huge. Um, and to go on there and see people that are, you know, just DTFing or whatever. But I go on there all the time and to be able to ask questions. And it's being a total equal on there. So I think that's a platform that has really helped to meet other people that are more successful. And then, you know, just starting out. I wish I would have had that eight years ago when I started. So I think that's, I just want to tell you all thank you on that. I know that. Um, Thanks to Tony. Yeah, Tiny um, Fish uh, is a huge part of that. That was awesome. I love some of his prints recently. Um, but that part, but I mean, having women on the shirt show too, it's hard for y'all to realize, not hard for y'all to realize, but you don't realize until you're in that situation um, that there's not a lot of women doing what we do, not just in the industry, but like screen printing. Like I don't have one friend, like Jessica Tiller is one of my best friends in California. She's, she doesn't print. So I can call and ask her a business question, but I can't call her and ask her, how do you print or what emulsion are you using? That type of thing. Um, so it's cool that there's, you know, things like this are starting to bring awareness to there's other people out there and stuff. Um, and it's not just focused on color and sexuality and all that. I think that's that's huge because I want to be treated as an equal because I have earned it. Not there yet, but I hustle every day and I try to figure it out. Yeah, I think I just see people as printers. I mean, or business owners or whatever. Like, I don't care who you are or what you are or whatever. Just, but that's not the norm, Dylan. Mm-hmm. I think that's um, awesome about you and totally respectful. But, well, I mean, we're overlooked, which is fine. But people come back if they want a relationship with somebody. Just like Andy, you said something about Alpha Broder. I think it's your Alpha Broder. People ordering from Alpha Broder and there's like no relationship there. I think it was that one. I don't know. I watch all your shows. So, um, but I think people come back for the relationship part of it. And Dylan, just your patience with me, I think is, has Dylan one day said, and it's funny because I know you don't have any patience, but you do with me. Um, Dylan's like, you know, everybody, you talk to everybody here, 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 here. And it never clicked. Like, yeah, I do. So, I mean, y'all are more empowering than you realize that you are. So. That's not kissing up to y'all. That's just being very honest. Well, thank you, well, thank Amber. Thank you. So I appreciate Andy, it. would you like to start in on some over-unders? Yes. So we have um, a few over-unders here. So I'm going to say something and you tell me if you think it's overrated, underrated, or properly rated. The first one is believe. <laughs> believe? <laughs> yeah, like the, ba- like the pain medicine. I believe? I don't take it. Overrated? 
I don't know. I I used to take it every day, if not twice a day. And it's supposed to cause like major issues, like health issues and stuff, like eat your stomach and liver. I feel like anything you take causes you major issues. Chocolate. I choose chocolate over everything. I stopped. <laughs> I stopped quite a while ago and I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it worked good or not. What do you think? Uh, I normally take ibuprofen, but I've tried today. I put, I popped in a leave because just to switch it up. And you're right, Amber. Um, NSAIDs do um, irritate or, or can irritate your stomach and cause an ulcer. So um, always be sure to use or take it with food. Whereas with Tylenol, you can, it's it's gentle on your stomach. Just can't However, However, it's hard on your kidneys or, or liver or something. Yeah. So it's like you can't win. Um, but I think Aleve is properly rated. Um, I think it works okay and a little bit longer than ibuprofen. So anyway, I have think you, properly. Have you ever taken Ultram by chance? Uh-uh. What is that? A, um, your step up. It's a, like a it's prescription good. strength or? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a good one. It lasts. I used to sell it. Well, uh, next we have pumpkin spice. Mm, overrated. Super overrated. I don't like pumpkin flavor, so I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like all the stupid t-shirts that people make, crafters with the pumpkins. and. Well, that's what I thought when you said you had an Etsy store with your no. uh, designs. I was thinking, for, yeah. what a reason, because I know somebody that we print, we used to print for somebody that had probably the largest store on earth. Um, that is it's sold. Me. It would be literally sometimes just be a pumpkin or thank you. It just said thank you. <laughs> you thank know? y'all. Um, thank things y'all. like that. All y'all. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I'm. When I say Etsy, I don't mean like. No, those aren't my designs at all. Mm. I would just do digital downloads. But listen to Dylan's plan. I'm not doing those either. We are print oh. one that says. It says, "Are you following?" It's not my design heads up it says are you following jesus and it's like in a fall looking shirt i won't be wearing it won't be wearing it but i am going to print it and sell it mm-hmm. um i am okay with pumpkin spice i think it's properly rated i do get um i like it so i can't hate on it too much uh next we have marketing under underrated if you're saying it, i would say it's underrated yeah, I'm with I you. Marketing, obviously. So it's. I'm finding out, and I'm kind of earlier stages on this. I know there's people that are going to say the opposite and whatever else. I'm finding out that a lot of the stuff that we're getting from the hiring people to do like Google ads and to do all this, we're we're getting a lot more leads in, but there's a lot of leads that are just dog shit. Like there's good ones in there, but there's a lot that are just like. I don't know, it seems to be a lot of like, so anyway, oh, this is going to be a longer story than it probably should be. <laughs> On the thing the that you click to from the ad to say like, what are you interested in? Whatever. I feel like 99% of them are 25 shirts or less. Like we have options of like, what do you want? And you're thinking it's a screen printer and putting money into this that you're like, oh, we're going to get a lot of people that want like a 50 to 100, 200, whatever piece order. It's almost always like people just being like, oh, I want five shirts that have has like fucking Sonic the Hedgehog on the front or something. It's like, what Mm. is this? 
So I think what we did really well that I need to get back into, we still do. It's just, I don't focus on it as hard as I used to. It's just like doing more of our own branding for ourselves. And it just pulls people in because we're constantly just making cool shit for ourselves. I think cool prints. I think people, Andy, you asked me if I print my own prints. I don't, I don't have any. I mean, I should come up with some, but like going on Dylan's page and just seeing cool prints, it's like, I mean, you want to watch. Yeah. Like we still do a lot of cool prints for a lot of customers. I'm just saying like, we used to make a lot of stuff that was just ours. Like we would make a lot of cool shop shirts and we would, you know, make just cool shit that we thought was cool. And then we would get customers from that because they would see it and be like, Oh, I want something like that or whatever. A high quality print. Right. Well, we did that for a really long time, which is cool. I just kind of fizzled out on a little bit. I don't know for why exactly. But then recently in the last year, I've tried doing all this other stuff just to see because I've never really dove into it. And I'm finding that like, I don't know, like, I think I might want to just double down on just doing rad shit for ourselves. And then what comes in from that comes in and I'm not just getting random riffraff. It's kind of going back to what we were talking about before of like, oh, I kind of want to do this and this could make me money and this thing and this thing. And it's like, now I'm coming back to what I originally was doing is focusing on the things that I like to do in the first place. And I'm going to do what I like to do. Yeah. So I'm going to say underrated marketing yourself. Okay. So is that considered underrated or overrated? I think you should market yourself. So does that mean marketing is overrated? No, I think underrated. I think under. Um, I don't know. We, we could definitely do better. I guess there's a lot of different ways to do marketing, but. I don't market. I do stupid videos. They're not stupid. I don't plan for them to be as entertaining as they are, but I'm pretty entertaining. I'm going to say something, Amber, to your face that. That you wouldn't say behind my back? Well, I don't really say things behind people's back, but. I think your videos being honest of your day to day and just posting things daily. I know you do it for other reasons or whatever, but I think that's one of the strongest suits that you have. Thank you. I think making those videos, showing your process, showing what you're doing, showing the people that you're doing work for is probably one of the best things that you have going as far as marketing yourself. And you should do more of that. I should. I'm going to. Andy Dillon's advice to me on one of those was, I want you to start a project and finish a project. And I always start the videos, but I never show like the end results. Hmm. I'm going to start doing more. I'm going to start today, Dylan. Yeah, tell the whole story. Next, we have Stampinator. I like my Stampinator. I do. I have a five color press. I hate white ink. I had the, I still have the iron, but I took it off. Um, Stampin' Air is great. Like we've got high humidity and we have a lot of people request us to print on really cheap shirts. So it's been great for fibrillation and just giving us a smooth print. So I like the Stampinator. Um, no comment. <laughs> and then I also use, but I do use a matte craft sheet of paper that we Velcroed underneath it. Cause I don't like the shiny look. Okay. That we get in matte. So it looks like we're using like a Wilflex matte ink, even if I'm using like an FN cheap fur ink, more affordable. So you're stamping right after the white and you're stamping it wet? Um, we are stamp. We, I use it. I pre-stamp. So I put mine in reverse. So I pre-stamp my shirt when we're using a tri or whatever. 
And then I use it as a final with the craft paper on it. So an extra revolution, what head is it in? Mine is in, well, mine's in five and I just put it in reverse. So I start on six. Hmm. So, cause I only have one flash on my machine. So I bought it like as my second flash because I was killing myself doing two rounds of white cause I would have to go around twice and it was killing me. So when we added that to it, it allowed me to do three colors or whatever. Okay. But definitely with a craft paper. I just, I'm not a fan of shine. I am experimenting with a stamp in there now, so I don't have an opinion, but I knew that you mentioned you had one. So I was curious what you thought. And I don't use the temps that they recommend either. I go way low. And when I use water base, I use the stampinator and I don't run shirts through the dryer. So running the machine by myself, it allows me to print a bunch okay. and I stack them. So I add warp drive to any of my inks and then I don't need two people in the shop. So and you finish, you finish with the stamp. Yep. So I flash it and then I finish with a stamp and then it just has to sit 72 hours. Okay. Number five is Bella Canvas. I, okay. I don't know. I love Chris Blasky. There's a long story behind that. Um, I think their shirts are, are we like being honest here? I think their shirts have gotten really thin. You should be honest. Yes. I think their shirts have gotten really thin. The 3001 used to be my favorite. Now, sometimes I get it and it's four different shades of Navy um, missing some sleeve sewn, I think is better than next level lately, but I don't love it as much as I used to. And they sell it at Michael's and Hobby Lobby. So that's a crafter store now. So people come in and ask for Bella. So I want to offer something that you can't Amber, get. All I'm gathering from this episode is that Amber hates crafters. I don't want to hate crafters, but I don't want people, when I say I'm a screen printer, people are like, oh, so you have the heat press. I get it. I, I understand. I get what you're saying. Atomic child. But anything, anytime crafting comes up, your fucking eyes turn red. Because I don't want people to think I'm a crafter. So that makes me kind of bougie, I guess. But it <laughs> it bothers me. Like when people are like, so if I say I'm a scraper, they're like, so, oh, you, you know, do you like the manual thing? All men do that. I mean, y'all don't. Or people who know I have an auto. But they just assume that I have a heat press, which I do, mm-hmm. but I push buttons on it. Or I manually print, like with the one screen, like the crafters. I think that is something I need to get over ego-wise. But it's like, I don't want people looking down on me. Nothing against those people starting there. I understand. I understand where you're coming from, but I think that's just, I think that's just a stigma that we all deal with. And we've talked about this on the show before. We're like, when I'm in my world of the industry and printing and everything else, like I'm comfortable with myself and saying screen printing, whatever, but then you get out of that. Like if you go to like a family reunion or fucking anywhere, or you're going to a business dinner with other businessy friends or whatever, and you're like, oh, I, I'm a screen printer. It's always like the pat on the head of like, oh, like, how's your basement? Like, how is whatever? I don't think that's just you. I'm saying like, I feel like men get that. Everybody gets that. As far as if you're a screen printer, people just automatically think you're like hobbying. And you have tattoos. They don't think like I even have, you know, like customers that like have never been here or whatever. And they come by or friends and then they see the shop and they're like, holy shit, this is like. Well, think about when you print deal. a boat barn. When people are like, where's your shop? Do you have yeah, but your boat barn's badass. But when I tell people I print a boat barn on our property, they're like, oh, I mean, it sounds like I'm printing my garage type thing. I mean, I'm not, but mm. I got to get over that. You're doing, you're doing great. Get over it. <laughs> Number six is mushrooms. That's hilarious. Pines. 
this is okay. My homemade ceramic vase back here has mushrooms on it. Pottery vase. I just bought mushroom coffee, which I don't even drink coffee, but I mushroom bought mushroom coffee. Uh oh. Yeah. Is that that, is that that is that that mud water? I don't know. I haven't opened it yet. I have like three boxes, probably a hundred bucks, but it's supposed to help replace ADHD medicine. But I haven't opened it yet. I, mean, I well, me and Andy, I feel like even what we're talking about that type of mushroom. I feel like over the last year, we talked so much health stuff and like about our decaying bodies because we're both falling apart. Um, but for a while there, I was trying different like supplement things to see if like anything would like help me on my journey to health. And one of the things I got was, uh, fuck, I can't remember what it's called now. It was some mushroom thing that was supposed to give you like, you know, like less brain fog and like clarity and whatever else. And I would take them in the morning, like I would take anything else. And like, I, it was one of those things, like I took it for like two weeks or something. And I was like, I don't really notice anything. I don't know if it's like a placebo thing. And it's like, I don't know if this is actually doing anything, but I took one, I, I saw a YouTube video. It was like, oh, you should take this at night before bed because then like whatever I mean. will help you through the next day. I had some crazy ass dreams that night. So I don't know if it was because of that necessarily or. Maybe you got the wrong kind of shrooms. But that's what I'm saying. I like, I, right kind of. I kind of want to try more mushrooms like i kind of want to try fucking crazy mushrooms i want to try <laughs> something that like you should do it when the kids are not there well obviously yeah so <laughs> i think we're all agreeing underrated that's where sure. this was yeah. headed pretty sure why yeah. were you hold on i want your answer what do you think about mushrooms um i used to hate them i don't know why I just you mean like just about, eating mushrooms yeah like gross it's a fungus I don't want to eat this. I don't. Why like would you? Regular why would you ever eat? Yeah. Yes, but now I um, have been. I saw this YouTube video about it, the health benefits of mushrooms, and so I'm like, you know, the flavor's okay. It's just the idea of it. it never yeah. really clicked with it, but now I'm trying it and I'm putting it in stuff, and I like it actually. I don't know. Are so I'm part of the comment or just. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying so many different things, um, but it's it's um, I'm team mushroom now. So I'm thinking underrated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All saying, mushrooms. Eat the ones you lot. eat, the ones you microdose, whatever, macrodose. But any mushroom, I'm all about it. Next okay. and last, we have 230 mesh. <laughs> love it. Did you say love, Dylan? 230 is my sweet spot. I love 230. In addition to that, I love the GSF Frank mm -hmm. Franks. I am like, thank y'all for introducing me to that at Vegas. Mm -hmm. I thought that was just the hype. Oh, yeah, that's right. I thought it was a hype. And thank you to Frank. Mm -hmm. I was asking him if I could get a discount on some frames to like do on Screen Print Live. He sent me like 20 for free. So he's, he's the best. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's like, if you could just tell other people, I was like, <laughs> no problem. I love them. So yes, 230, I would, mm. I'm supposed to say underrated, right? Because it is, and with water base and discharge, it doesn't cake up. It just stays on there. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it so much that I got free ones when I judged Skills USA in their manual frames. I put them sideways on my auto because I have like 20 of them. And Dylan's like, why are you using short frame? <laughs> I'm like, because they are free. She sent me a fucking picture of like what do i do with this thing and it, she it's has a tw 2024 frame sideways with the with the print in it and it's like there's like a half inch gap at the top and a half inch gap at the bottom <laughs> of like i'm like where is your squeegee and flood bar gonna flow like 
no, just don't. Just set them aside. <laughs> they just were don't. great. And he was supposed to notice that somebody burned the artwork upside down. He didn't notice that. He just noticed I was using the totally wrong size frame. They do do, side note, the 20 by 20 work great, though, like if you use the five inch squeegee, because you can print all kinds of like neck labels and just shift the screen down. I mean, if they're free, like I'm thrifting. Okay. I can make anything work. <laughs> Thrifty. Um, us uh, CTS guys, we can't. We have to. Well, we could if we bought a different frame or whatever, but we're kind of stuck with one frame size, you know, so that's probably why Dylan's coming from that angle is like. You're you're using film to burn screens, you know, and Dylan's not. And so yeah, it's a nightmare right. having a different size if you have CTS. Um, but 230 mesh is a beautiful mesh. I think it's like you said, it's a sweet spot. I mean, it is. Um, I think it's the screen we have the most of. Second would be or a close second. It's going to be 158. Um, but 230 mesh is. is that like um, yeah, phone? everything. That's your. 158 is our everyday screen. So we can put underbases in. We can, if like, let's say you're printing black ink, we'll put it in that typically. Any color, you know what I mean? Um, that it's by itself that's not underbase, we'll go in a 158. But any color that's on an underbase is 230s. We use 230 so much. Mm -hmm. What are you using as um, for your white? Um, well, if we're printing a double, if we're printing white and we're going to burn two screens, we'll go. 158 then 180 if there's detail and if it's just wide open mesh we'll do just two 158s and all under bases in 158 unless there's some detail then of course you can start with a 180 sometimes even 230 but not very often do you mostly just carry those three screens uh yes there's one more we do a 140 also and that's for fleece you know or something that's really really wide open you know that you're there's no deal so we have we have, um, oh, that's not true because we also have a really low, like 86, I think, for some metallics, but yeah, we don't have very many of those. Do I use one stroke at all? What do you use for your, um, like, I'm doing a lot of all poly and I use one stroke. Do y'all have another ink that you love, but it's got to have stretch? We print on Nike a lot. Hmm. Dylan? Well, I would. I didn't get a chance to tell you yet, but since we left your place and talked to Ray, we got samples of Amazing Bright Tiger, and we are now switching all our white to Amazing Bright Tiger. I love it. It's my favorite. Uh, especially now that Ryanette carries it, we're going to order it from them. Is that oh, Ryanette's yeah. new ink or whatever they said they were? They getting? now carry Wolflex, and they carry Easy Way. So um, really I'm it. going to think order my stuff from them hey before you order from them can i send you a code for you to order through no absolutely. don't do that <laughs> don't say no, no. Mm -mm. that hurt and that was like live y'all should edit amber that. <laughs> amber yes i'm yes so yeah that's i'm a yes uh but thanks for talking shop with us thank and you and keep being awesome and giving hope to your everybody. customers i guess or and everybody too yeah everybody you're Everybody. just a bubbly face that everyone likes to see. Except when I'm crying. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Don't don't call me when you're crying. <laughs> oh, those are real feelings. That's okay. Crying is I all right. I usually call him when I'm crying. Like, last resort, I know Dylan will answer the phone. <laughs> and he says, don't do it. Not anymore. <laughs> Andy, thank you. It was so nice. Congratulations to Sex Fifth Avenue show. Oh, Phenomenal. yeah. She's such an inspiration and talent. Like... It's crazy. I told him he needs to watch his back now. Oh my gosh. Yesterday, 
she doesn't know me. So I'm like, I would love to promote you. I would love to print a shirt just to print it to promote women. And she's like, well, I'm married to a screen printer. And I'm like, <laughs> I know I don't want to sell it. I just want to put it on my press. Mm. Maybe you can print the shirt and ship it to me and I'll just put it on the press. Okay. But I'm like, I, she's, she's so talented. It's stupidly yeah, talented. She's out there hustling too. She, yesterday she met um, Maggie down there and uh, I gave her, gave her a tour. And then afterwards she just walked around the mall and handed out her, stickers. she has this little sticker pack. Yeah. And she just walked into stickers. stores and she made friends with like the manager at Golden Goose who needs artists sometimes and things like that. So like she like just, their shoes type display. Yeah. Golden Goose shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's freaking awesome. She said, we text quite a bit about mushrooms and sleeping, sleeping tea and stuff. <laughs> but I love the article that she just had done. Oh, where yeah. it says that the two of y'all were walking through the mall or the mm-hmm. store and that she was shy, but you said, let's go find. So mm-hmm. I think that, I guess my point is to y'all too, that you may not see how your little introductions or your little, like, go do it. It's huge. I mean, especially like with me being a small shop, like, you know, I mean, Dylan's like, you can do it. Go ask so-and-so. And I'm like, I'm not. And then I'll call back and I'm like, I did it. He's like, I told you to. I mean, it just like with Frank or anybody else, it's just. So thank you all for encouraging people and women to do stuff, to go. For well, shirt show is for hope, too. So I love it. Dylan's. <laughs> thank you for limiting your F-bombs for me today. <laughs> I tried. So I honestly tried. There's a couple no. that I, I couldn't. I can couldn't see your hesitation. Could you go? bite my lip <laughs> so I appreciate to. that respect there so mm-hmm. well go print go print your jobs go be a badass we appreciate you we'll talk to you soon bye thank you bye